0: There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor.
1: I hope you wore elastic, because your waistband's going to get tight. Daytime's done, we're having
0: a night. Hi, guys. Hi. I'm Sophie. And I'm Ari. And
1: you're listening to Having a Night, the podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party. What did you eat this week? Okay, so I've been thinking about this um, for the last couple of hours because obviously you know that I'm not a frozen yogurt person because I'm an ice cream person. Come on. But there's two frozen yogurts in this city that I get really excited about. One is 40 carats of Bloomingdale's, of course. Of
0: course. I'm glad you said that or else I would have to not be your friend. And the other one is
1: Butterfield Market, which is a place on the Upper East Side that does basically 40 carats. I had myself some Butterfield Market plain frozen yogurt with raspberries. You don't need to go crazy with the toppings. It was so delicious and it really hit the spot. What did you have to eat this week?
0: Um, I made some really good like eggplant caponata last week Mm. and it's just gotten better and better. Like I'm having it with every meal and it's really true, things like that, the more they kind of stew in your fridge, the better they taste. So that's been a delight.
1: Guys, this week we're sitting here with one of our nearest and dearest, Whitney Maris Brown. Hello.
0: so exciting. Whitney is an actress and a good friend and a lover of steak. You're like the resident steak expert. I really am. I really, really am.
1: We mm-hmm. sort of tried. There was like a period of time when Whitney was still living in New York where we were like, every month, girl's steak dinner, which we did one single time. But I feel like that one single time solidified the tradition. It, was, it was really <laughs> successful. It's as if it was a four-year tradition. And I think we'll keep going with it. Yeah, Yeah.
2: we better. Yeah, we'll keep carrying the tradition on. So this whole episode is dedicated to the
0: art of steak. Mm. And the women who love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Guys, what's your favorite cut? Oh, that's hard. I feel like I'm, because it can change, but I feel like prime rib. Prime rib. Prime rib's good. Yeah. I'm a ribeye. Me too. Yeah, I might be a ribeye, but I like a prime rib. It's just so different. You're so kooky. I am. I'm. I will never
2: turn away any cut, but I have to say, I love a bone-in ribeye. Yeah, Yeah. it's
0: Uh, the best. Can I change my vote? I mean, it's just so classic. There's,
1: there's never a night where you don't want it. You know what I don't understand is people who get really psyched about a New York strip. Mm. There's not enough marbling on there. There's not enough
2: marbling. It's dry. I
1: need some fat.
2: I need some fat in there. So. It's, it, it's not trash. I won't say a New York strip is trash. I no. won't I won't turn it down, but just a, there's nothing like a bone in ribeye, and there's nothing like picking up the bone at the end yes. and just going to town on that bone. I'm
0: so with you. I
2: feel like there's a photo of Whitney and there's I many. There are many.
1: eating a bone. Oh, yes. There's
2: many. There's, there is. Um, I did celebrate my 30th birthday at a meat restaurant. <gasps> That's right. Where I made everyone take a bone. Photo. That's right.
1: Yeah. Also, that was a fantastic party because every single person spontaneously went around and did a toast. And it was unbelievable. Yeah. Right? It,
2: made, it made me cry.
1: I feel <laughs> like it It, feel, it felt Everyone like loves what you. a wedding is supposed to feel yeah. like. It yeah. was really incredible. Well,
2: and I also had people wear black tie to Hill Country Barbecue. Yes.
1: So there was that.
0: That's amazing. They always high-low. <laughs> I think we should start, since we just introduced Whitney as a steak expert, I want to hear a bit about her history yes. with, mm. with steak. Give
2: us yes. the history Give us our,
0: the, Yeah, mm. okay. relationship.
2: Mm. So I remember very clear, clearly how I first fell in love with steak. It was a very important moment in my life. So I grew up in a home where my dad cooked. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't really cook. It was my dad. He'd come home from work after a long day, and he'd cook for us. And I remember... There was a point in time where my dad started to introduce steak into family dinners. And my dad would make, I think they were New York strips. I do remember them having a good amount of fat on them, but he would make these New York strip steaks. And as a little kid, I had a whole process and ritual around eating my steak. I had to have a glass of milk. Oh, girl. With ice. (laughs) Ah, The only way. An iced milk with the steak. And I remember I would eat it with my fingers. I would I mean, at first I'm sure some adult cut the pieces. Okay, I was, but I, like, I would eat impressive. it with my fingers, and often I'd pick up big slaps, and I would just I loved eating steak with my fingers, and I still do. The mm.
1: original paleo. Yes, the original
2: <laughs> paleo. I loved it. And my dad would always do this thing that was so special, and he still does it today, which is very cute. When my dad was done serving everyone their meat he would take the remaining juice on the platter and pour it all over my steak, which I just loved. You know, that salty, bloody juice, which I, and I just, to this day, my steak has to have a little juice on it. And I, lastly, I would have to chew each piece sort of like, and my sisters would yell at me and they'd kick me under the table. And they're like, why do you have to choose steak like that? And I said, because it's the it's the way I can taste it the most. I have to smack my lips and really get That's in there so and like cute. grind my teeth into the meat. It was just such a, like this sensual love affair with steak that started at such a young age. And I'd take big swigs of ice cold milk and then go back into... To eating the steak like a really bad Jew, because you're not supposed to mix your milk and your meat. But eh, I'm Jewish, so <laughs> so that that's really my history with with steak. That's that's how it all started.
1: The well, love affair.
0: I'm my mouth is already watering. That <laughs> sounded. Thank you for that story. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah,
1: I haven't had a really good, really simple steak in a while. Mm. And Cooks Illustrated recently did a thing about like the new best way to cook your steak at home. Cooks Illustrated is my bible mm-hmm. and they did a thing about because like sometimes I hate cooking steak at home because if I get like spritzes all over the place yeah. and if I had a grill outside it would be a different story but we live in New York I live in an apartment but they said to cook it in a non-stick pan wow and that that gives it a really good crust and then you don't need to put it in the oven you know because everybody mm. debates like should you be doing First you put it in the oven, then you sear it. First you sear it, then you put it right. in the oven. Blah blah blah. Should you be putting your steaks in the freezer? This was just so simple. You put it in the freezer so that it stays rare on the inside. Oh. This was just so simple, like salt, pepper, and then throw it into a. Oh no! You don't preheat the skillet. You put
0: it into oh. a cold skillet
1: and then let it, let it heat up.
0: Wow. So you're not you're probably not finishing it somewhere.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. You're, you don't have to actually oh, 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 finish I it see. in the oven. You just I do the see. whole thing on a stovetop, but because it's nonstick, it doesn't splatter all over. Oh, It's the best.
2: You know, for me, I similarly with the spritzing of the steak, yes. I, I have always felt like, you know, especially living in a New York City apartment, that cooking steak always meant that my apartment was going to smell like steak for mm-hmm. the next month. So, <laughs> so that's
1: why I would cook it all the
2: time. Right. <laughs> but tra- so traditionally for me, I think you can have steak anytime. Like I said, i've said it before i'll say it again steak on a tuesday is completely appropriate but for me steak has kind of been an event i love to go out for a steak Mm -hmm. i love to try a steak at different restaurants and the last steak i had which was very simple and perfect was in los angeles at can I say a restaurant? Of Please. course. At Kispaka, oh, mm-hmm.
1: so which bad. is just
2: the greatest meat restaurant in Los Angeles. What I, neighborhood? I cannot emphasize it enough. It's on Melrose.
1: It's right next to Mozza. It's
2: right next to, to Mozza. It's connected. It's a Silverton restaurant, and Amazing. It's, it's like the little. It's hidden in this little back room, and you go through this secret door to get there. And it's just, it's just meat. It's just meat, 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 and they do this wildly delicious and expensive bone-in ribeye for the table Mm -hmm. and it's served on a cutting board and it's perfect and it's marbled and the fat, I mean, this fat is so good that I just, I like pop it straight into my mouth. It's absolutely perfect. So while I think cooking steak at home any night of the week is just dandy, I love making an event out of steak. I know. You know, I, I'm not one to go to a restaurant and order chicken, really. Unless I know <laughs> that it's going to be a delicious one. It's got to be a special chicken. It's got to be
0: a very special chicken. Like got, you have to read about the chicken beforehand.
2: Like like a Marlowe and Sons brick chicken yep. kind
0: of dish. Yes. Like Voodoo
2: chicken. Yes. St. Anselm
0: chicken. I mean, it's yes. thing. We just yes. listed a whole bunch of famous chickens. Right. Totally. <laughs> Don't knock the chicken. Don't knock the chicken. Well, we'll do a chicken episode. <laughs> yeah. Another no, episode. Time. So exciting.
2: <laughs> but but there's just something about going to a restaurant and ordering, ordering a steak at the restaurant, and it just it feels really special and you can just side dishes and you mix it. So what are your dream sides? Ooh, my dream sides. So I love nothing beats some kind of like pickled vegetable mm. when I'm eating a steak. Oh wow. It really cut it really cuts the richness for me well, in that's a very really Korean. good I was way. Say. It's very Korean, but it's also I this week, speaking of what we had this week, I went to Fet Sao in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Is bar- it still
0: good? I used to go all the it's, time. It's it's
2: truly unbelievable. Okay. Um, I actually think they've started to get different meat because mm. it was just bumped up uh, like sky high. I went um, with our dear friend James Cusati Moyer and we got brisket. And this brisket was, uh, it was absolutely unbelievable. I couldn't even believe it. With every bite, it just got better. Ugh. And we had it and our sides were these just really cold half-sour pickles and mm. sauerkraut. And I just thought, this is the most perfect, this is the perfect side dish for me. I don't typically love potato, with steak I don't love to eat like a french fry or potato with it I really enjoy it. if it's not a pickled vegetable I love for it to be like a broccoli raw or some kind of if it's not pickled like a crispy fresh bright like green yes. vegetable mm. is my favorite thing to eat with the steak
0: wow is there an equivalent in an american steakhouse with i guess like you would get a salad or something with mm. like a vinaigrette something astringent maybe a, the closest is like a green bean situation yeah. sometimes they'll do like a red onion Is kind of traditional yeah, right. well, like, but there's not a lot of acidic sides at a traditional American steakhouse right. well yeah. I like yeah. think that's,
1: that's why steak sauce often is acid based yes. right. which I think steak sauce is disgusting I really don't like it Mm-mm. I think it ruins it steak it ruins the
0: steak but I think
1: that's why because they think it'll cut the cut through the fat mm-hmm. I'm like I don't want you to cut through the fat I want extra fat heaped on top on top definitely right. I, I'm like, I'm an American steakhouse mm. steak eater. So like, I want a creamed spinach. Yes. Yes. I'll go sauteed in a pinch, but like, I would really prefer cream. Mm. I'm also not a big potato person, but for the sake of eating steak, mm. I'm happy to have a really good mash, a really good fried, crispy potato situation. I would love like, I'm kind of making this up guys. I'm going on the fly, but like, <laughs> Cauliflower gratin of some kind, sure, yeah, or like yeah. onions gratin, something like that. And then I agree, a cold side, like a cold salad, a baby gem salad would be my dream. Mm-hmm. But I feel like most steakhouses, like most traditional steakhouses, their salads just come with like wah wah, wah, wah blue cheese dressing. Which yeah. don't get me wrong, love we'll a blue cheese, but doesn't do it for me. Me neither. Yeah. I would want it on a wedge as a starter, but yeah. I don't want it as an accompaniment. Yeah, cream spinach is really my, my that's number a, one a That's center. a
2: great call. I think if I were able to eat dairy I would I would Definitely go in for the cream
0: spinach. Yeah, I think that's Delta my
2: price days are over. I know it's it's very, <laughs> very sad. Morning it right now. Oh. I remember Morton's Steakhouse having cream spinach that
0: I was,
1: love um, morton. Sweet hold Morton's.
0: up though. You know what I've been making that you can make at home. Oh. Although certain restaurants should start doing this. You can make it like a cream spinach or kale or shard with coconut milk. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I would absolutely do that, and, and I bet that would be delicious. It is
2: mm. but something that I do use quite often, and I love to use to make steak is that Miyoko's vegan butter which mm. if you haven't oh, tried that. is unbelievable and it browns like beautifully uh-huh.
1: so here's something that pisses me the fuck off yeah. when people buy a beautiful cut of meat and then they want to quote unquote season it with like steak rubs gross Who does oh that? my no. god no. It makes my eyes cross even thinking about it guys salt and pepper that's it yeah that's it. it. Don't fuck it up. Agreed. That's and, all you need. Like, if the meat's not great, then sure, add whatever the hell you want. But, like, if you spent money to get a beautiful steak, just use good salt and pepper and let the
2: meat sing for itself. Absolutely. And and one of the things that makes me cringe more than anything is when I see people put ketchup on steak. Our Our president. It's, it's just, well, there you go. It's just not okay. What, but reminds me, what temperature do you take your meat at? Because I'm assuming you're both medium rare girls. Of course. Okay.
0: If it's really good, I'll, I'll even go rare. Same. Same here. I well I I just want it seared and then I don't care how rare the inside is. Same. You like a black and blue. As they say,
1: at, like they yes. do at the Palm, which yeah. is what they're... I'm, I don't need as much of a sear on the outside. I need a lot of fat. It has to be medium rare or under. I feel like most actual steak places are like, no, we drew a true medium rare. But of course, some restaurants, you'll order a steak and you say medium rare and you're like, why is this whole thing brown. On the inside. I know. Oh, that's upsetting. I know. Yeah.
2: So it's interesting places lately will say pink is pink okay. Mhm. Like, well, I guess pink is it. But but let's shade what do we mean? Yeah, what shade yeah. of pink? There's, there's a broad spectrum there, my friend.
1: My friend Helen always says I want the thing still moving. Mooring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I love yeah. I don't like if I'm eating tartar, I want it still moving, right. but if it's a steak I don't want it quite that rare. No,
2: maybe maybe a little moan, <laughs> yeah,
1: not exactly. quite yeah, a moo, oh but a little. It's so gruesome. I know. I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. My dad, one time years ago, I brought a boyfriend home, mm-hmm. and my dad doesn't. My dad's not asking anybody how they want their steak cooked because my yes. dad, my dad is cooking medium rare. Yes. Yeah. No more, no less. And a boyfriend, I remember requested, knowing my dad was making steak for dinner, requested a well-done steak. Oh. Wow, that's... <laughs> and let me tell you, oh. he was not pleased. <gasps> he was not pleased. I think that person was was instantly canceled. And I really mean, yes. yeah, I'm not even being funny. Like, that, something like that yeah. will cancel someone in our family. There's
1: yeah. a restaurant somewhere in somewhere in Arizona or Albuquerque, something in the day, where... If you order well done steak, they cut off your tie and bring you a shoe on a platter. Oh, I
2: I think I've heard this story,
1: (laughs) something like that. Oh, (laughs) you! That's very funny. But but it's true. Just don't do it. Don't do Uh, it. Order the chicken. Mm -hmm.
2: But I've I've been a guest at people's homes before, where a steak is either. like medium well and and I have a very hard time eating a steak when it's at that
1: temperature I don't want it that's the thing is I I just don't want it it's not that like I was about to say it's not that I look down on people who do want it I do look down on people who do want it but it's just (laughs) to be clear the 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 deliciousness of it has is gone because it's sawdust yeah Mm -hmm. you know especially if it's not a cut with a lot of fat
2: it really
1: goes to like Mm-hmm. You get that dry feeling in your you mouth? You become
2: very aware that you're eating an animal oh, in a way yeah. that's like unpleasant. You're like, ooh, this like is it's been, really toothy. Yeah,
0: like drying out on the side of the road oh. or something. Like
2: oh. <laughs> and like, not in a good like jerky way, because God knows I oh, love it. Uh, jerky. I love <laughs> jerky. We are yeah.
0: living in a time of high-quality jerky. We really are. We are.
1: I wanna just have a moment to talk about skirt steak, hanger steak, flank steak. Oh, I was cuts that are not as expensive as mm-hmm. ribeye, but are just as delicious. Oh my god, I love a skirt steak. Oh, I love it's a great, great topic. It's so great. And mm-hmm. I think that's why steak doesn't have to be a special occasion food, is because mm-hmm. you don't always have to drop a lot of money on it. You Truly. can just get a great cut. I also want to talk about herb butter, but we can do that. <laughs> oh, in a herb butter. butter! After the break. <laughs> well,
2: it's really sad because you know when I was in college at NYU, any time I really had a big steak craving and I didn't want to go spend a fortune, I would just go to our dearly departed Cafe Orleans, mm. which I have to say had a hanger steak on that menu that they served with sautéed watercress Ooh. and French fries. It was oh. it was on the menu. I'm
0: furious. It was
2: on the menu forever. And it was the most perfect steak. I I ate that steak for about ten years straight. It was never bad. It was never undercooked. It was never overcooked. It was the perfect
0: 10 years Can steak. Can I just say one thing? Watercress. Why I both have our nails That's what I was going to say. Watercress. Watercress, Watercress. is so, so great with steak. Um, olives mix. A great steak sandwich that has watercress, and it totally makes it. Also, olives, so
1: good. Yes. Olives is a sandwich shop um, in Soho that's excellent. Well, watercress is great because it has that peppery bite mm-hmm. and freshness, mm-hmm. and it soaks up steak juice so Perfectly, well. perfectly. God damn wow. how am I going to eat a steak this week? Mm,
0: but oh all of these cuts, because they're so... Um, Thin. You can cook so quickly, yes. And you don't really have to worry about screwing up if you just get the pan really hot. Mm-hmm. You are not doing the method that Sophie was just no. talking about. You have to the the pan needs to be screaming hot, and then you're doing like a minute aside, if that. Right. You
1: could also use a grill pan, which is great. Another great way of like getting some char on it without totally, you know. Totally like searing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because you you hardly have to cook it at all. I've often bought skirt steak though, where the pieces are so long. Oh, and I'm yeah, like, they're I'm crazy. Around, like, grill pan, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, so cut them in half, in quarters, and however big for your grill pan, for your saute pan, your grill.
0: I love yeah. chopping it up and doing it with. Uh, if I'm going kind of Mexican with salsa, and it's yes. going back to what you've been saying, Delicious. like that tangy, acidic, mm-hmm. something about having like the tomatoes and the cilantro and the onion with the steak and the fatty steak is... is perfect. Oh my, boy.
2: my favorite, favorite thing, at least recently, because I love going to get like a Cuban what do they call it, a palomia steak mm-hmm. with churrasco sauce mm. is my—it's f- just my favorite. You know, it's like a really flat steak, needs to be cooked perfectly, with a churrasco with tons of garlic and onion and, and lots of acid in yes. it. Yes. And, like, you know, tostones. Yes. You know, fried, yeah. Fried, flat, Damn. crispy tostones.
1: God, like those are so good. That's my death row meal. Well, ooh. I think chimichurri... Nice great invention Mm. oh my god salsa verde sauce basically like any green sauce you can make i mean all you need is some (laughs) you get you got your parsley you got your cilantro you got your whoa chervil mm-hmm. hello? hello shout out to ch, ch-, ch- <laughs> so much olive oil a little bit of red wine vinegar lemon lemon zest Ugh. garlic scallions I mean just mix Perfect. it up mm-hmm. Perfect. well that's sort of like Ari and I always talk about having a green sauce for everything and like mm. if you have a green sauce for your steak you could even add a little bit of mustard in there you Ooh. put that on the
0: table thank Ooh. <sniffs> Ooh. yeah You've done something special.
1: Well, like picturing a piece of like really grilled bread too. <gasps> Delicious. Why not? Delicious. Yeah. I
2: love I love taking whole scallion stalks and, <gasps> yeah, gr- yeah, 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 and grilling yeah, yeah. them and serving them with a the steak. Like Time. really like they get that black, black char
1: on the scallion. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. So as I said, I want to talk about herb butter because (sighs) I love a compound butter. I think it's one of the easiest things to make, one of the greatest ways to, forgive me for using this word, to elevate a meal. Mm -hmm. But it's true. It is true. Because, okay, so you take your butter, you let it get softened out on your countertop. You chop up onion, whatever herbs you have around. You can use thyme. You can use some oregano. You can use fresh parsley. I mean, basically all the things that we just said for like a green sauce. So you let your butter soften, then you mix it all together. You form it into a little log and saran wrap, put it into your refrigerator, and then you just cut it into rounds and put it onto your steak when you're serving it. You can even put like a round on each person's steak if you're doing one steak per person. Wow, Tell you. it's so good. Perfect.
2: It's per more fat to the fat. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. In the best
2: way. Ooh. I think I actually think compound butter or herb, herb butter always to me enhances the flavor of what's already there. Yeah. It doesn't cover it up like a Bernays sauce does, even mm-hmm. though yeah. I do love a Bernays from time to time. I mostly love a Bernays with a French fry. Exactly. I want Not the Brenaise really on the side. Exactly. Yeah. But but there's something about the butter on the steak with the herbs that helps enhance. The flavor of the actual meat. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think. Well, Prune, my favorite restaurant Ugh. in New York, used to do this incredible steak with a compound butter, and they stopped making it. It was a very rare cut, like a cut that no one really uses. Hmm. I Forget what it was, but Ooh. also thin, like a ribeye but thinner. I mean, it was bar steak, maybe a bar
2: because steak. Because I've had that before. I, I I think I know what you're talking about. And a restaurant that's always done that, and I've been eating it since I was, geez, 19 in New York is Balthazar. Uh, they've always had they have a a lower cost bar steak with a compound butter on Uh, top uh, uh. perfection so good and the butter is always very very yellow which is always a good sign
1: great sign does that mean that it has higher quantity of fat in it like is that why french butter is always so yellow and american butter is like i don't know if
0: it's higher fat because that might have to do with well oh, I guess it's I what think kind it's of milk. like I yeah, think- what kind of milk and what, um, like what kind of grass the cows are eating, I think? Ooh, probably
2: right. Too. Oh here we go. I just did a little research. Do you oh my, want to tell know us, Doctor? Tell us. European, European butter is often fermented. <gasps> These butters are richer, so it's ideal for baking. it melts quickly. So American butter is monitored and regulated by the USDA, which states that a butter must contain at least 80% butter fat to make the cut. So the butter in America doesn't include any added cultures that European butter has, meaning the taste is much less flavorful. Interesting. So can you do a compound butter with these vegan butters? Absolutely. So Miyoko's, which is the brand that I love. I mean, I, I haven't really tried. I have tried a couple other vegan butters, but, you know, they're the ones, they're made by... I don't know they come in like plastic tubs it's not really my deal Miyoko's is I mean the packaging is so gorgeous which you know makes me really happy but it's a a nice brick of butter it's Absolutely amazing, and my boyfriend, who's European and was like raised on you know rich fatty butter and toast, like almost prefers Miyoko's now. Oh,
0: I'm going to buy it right now. Yeah, I want to try.
2: Absolutely amazing. The way it browns is incredible. It's so good with vegetables. So good, but it it typically these days is my last step when I'm cooking a steak. Once I flipped it on that nice charred side, side of the steak. Once I flip it back over. I just drop like a a square of the vegan butter on the yeah. top while the other side is finishing cooking. That's like kind of my last step that I do. Mm.
1: Do either one of you guys do like the basting, the butter basting while you're cooking a steak? I've done it before.
2: It's not something I do routinely these days. It's probably just a little lazier when I'm making it at home. I just I do that thing. I drop that square. Like yeah. once one side I is, drop that I drop that drop Once one side is done, I just flip it. It has that nice char, and I I drop the square and I and I let it melt. But it's a beautiful technique. It's very French, isn't it?
1: Well, it's very French. I think my something always happens in the temperature of my like cooking where the butter starts to. Turn and then I'm like, oh, the butter mm. is starting to burn. So, mm. you know, you can't really. so I think I haven't quite learned the technique yet. Cooks right. Illustrated again had a really good version of doing that for fish, mm. which is something where like you remove it from the heat every thirty seconds. and oh, do the butter basting, put wow. it back on, let it cook, remove butter based Beautiful. Which um,
0: so I was like, oh, fuck. That, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Now when I picture like a fancy chef in a kitchen doing it, yeah, they're. they're they take the pan off, mm-hmm. I think. Right. But it's not right over the flame. Yeah.
2: But Ooh. with the Miyokos, you can definitely make combat. You can really do
1: anything with
0: right. it. It really
2: behaves like butter. It's really amazing. Great invention. It's
1: amazing, amazing. One other thing that I want to say about cooking steak in an apartment is wow, a sous vide machine.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: wow. Wow, a sous vide machine. Wow. Um it's kind <laughs> of it's changed my life in terms of cooking steak because it takes out the whole factor of like, should I put it in the oven, should I, you know, how should I do it? Because you sous vide it, you select the temperature that you want to set it to. So you pick your perfect, just below medium rare, then you f- throw it into a flaming hot pan, sear it off, and that's that.
0: I know, but then mm, but the then only what? problem is, with that I have, you probably don't have this problem, the pan is not hot enough, yeah. and if it goes in and it's not hot enough, then it's ruined. Like mm-hmm. you don't. The the benefit of searing it off before finishing it is that if the pan's not hot enough, it's kind of okay because the right. inside is raw. Mm. So I've had that. I've I've been guilty of that mistake before. Yeah. I've never sous vide before. Oh, it's really fun. You feel a, like a scientist.
2: Yeah. It's, it's got a sous vide. I mean, I've eaten sous vide. I've never. You made it. I've
1: never used the technique. I just genuinely think it makes things so much easier. Yeah,
0: I'm so hungry. My stomach is growling. I'd mm. have to get a steak tonight. I
2: just wanted to drop one little bit before Please. we go. Guys, steak and eggs. Don't. Oh! Be- so that not my thing. These women's do not. Oh, I You're have like a,
1: a steak at breakfast person. I'm so not.
2: I'm not. I mean, we're talking like once or twice a year. Okay, where the mood will hit me. I'm very hungry. I probably had a light, light, light dinner the night before, and I if I go out for like a brunch situation, every now and then. A steak with like a perfect fluffy scrambled egg for breakfast Whoa. is perfect for me
1: it's that see like that combination would just never occur to me mm. I, I understand the appeal I think but mm. I think I'm like okay if I want something that's gonna be like a lot then I just want, like, double the steak. It's very rich. You know? It is yeah.
2: so very rich, but once in a while, yeah. I have to say, I love, I mean, look, I couldn't do it every day, but every once in a while, I, I really love indulging I in love steak that.
0: Drinks. That's so decadent. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, guys, this was, this was steak
1: from having a night.
0: Steak part one. Yes. It, it was not a, again. a mistake. <laughs> no. It was definitely not a mistake. The steaks feel high. Yep. I'm trying to come up with steak puns. Those were two great
2: ones. I'm too hungry to do it. (laughs)
1: Guys, Whitney, thank you for coming on. This was like totally last minute and surprise and actually perfect, of
2: course. It makes me very happy that I could come and put my stake in the ground.
1: Yay! Oh, boom. You, uh,
0: send us off. Yeah. Thank you to Colin and Rebecca and Adlarge. Yeah, and all of our fans. Rate us five stars. Follow us on Instagram. Sign up for our newsletter at podcast.com and we will see you next week.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, hey, follow us on Twitter too because, you know, we have 125 <laughs> followers and We'd really like to have more. Really like hard on the <a> sweater. <laughs>